Okay, everybody, welcome to Journey Through the Generations. And we have a very special episode today. Um, we're going to talk about a Black History Month project that Trisha worked on. Um, as you know, this is April, so we're <laughs> a little bit late with um, bringing this to you. But we thought it was important that we told everyone about it. And maybe it would encourage other people who have documents and photos and all these different things um it would encourage you to, to do something with them and so um i think it's best to go ahead and just kind of start with how you got started trisha um how you got all this information and then what all you did with it um, well, if you've listened to our podcast um, previously, then you know, um, two years ago, we cleaned out our ancestral home um, in my hometown. And during that cleanup, I was able to acquire a lot of information um, from that house that was family related, community related, church related, um, and things like that. And so over the next maybe 18 months or so after that, I was going through everything and separating everything out into different categories. And that's when I realized just how much information I had about the African-American school that my grandmother and my parents went to um, during segregation, WF branch. And so as I was going through all of this information for this school, I just kept thinking I should do something with this. And then we went to Conway to that museum and that got me to thinking um, I could really do something with this. And so, of course, I thought big, you know, I could make a museum or something. Um, but ultimately, um, it came to me that I could start small and maybe do a display for the local library during Black History Month with all of this school memorabilia that I had. And it was a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, Trisha's grandmother was, you know, deep in the school. And, yes. you know, her name, if you go through the history of that school, her name is going to come up everywhere, basically. And so she had a lot of historical knowledge. Oh, yeah. Documents, mm -hmm. photos about this school. And it was just in her house. Yes. And no one knew it. Or maybe we knew it. Well, I, mean, we I didn't know the get, extent Yeah, of we it. just couldn't get to it. Yeah, so. because she went to this school. Her children went to this school. She taught at this school. And then later, after integration, she continued to teach and be a counselor in the public school system for ultimately over 50 years. So when I say that, you know, my family has a connection to this school, it is a real connection to the school. So that's how a lot of the memorabilia, the photos, the yearbooks, the graduation um, commencement programs and things like that came about. So when you, you know, kind of had the thought of what you wanted to do, you wanted to do a Black History Month display and, uh, you know, you wanted to do something kind of how did you like determine where mm -hmm. and what was that process of you reaching out to those people well to work it out ultimately it came to me because i work at a university and they're currently celebrating their 150th 
um, school anniversary and they had a display in the library that had a lot of information that I had of WF branch, the commencement programs, photos, um, yearbooks, things like that were in their display. And I said, well, I could do something like that. And it was, you know, this typical library display um, behind glass, you know, for um, what are those things called? Shelves. Um, and I was like, I have enough information. I could put something together for that. Where could I put it? Um, and so then I got to thinking, I said, well, you know, I do have, you know, a connection with the Historical Society in Jackson County. Um, I'm a member there. So I reached out to them um, via email and said, um, I know, I don't know if you have any plans for Black History Month, but I would like to um, loan you some materials to be able to honor this school that's so important to our community. Um, and then I really, in the back of my mind, didn't really think they would say yes. So then I contacted the community college librarian um, and said the same thing, um, not really thinking, you know, somebody was going to say yes, because I don't live in Newport and um, they don't really know me just, you know, from, you know, historical society stuff. So that's how I did it. I just reached out to them and told them what I had and if they would be interested in it. And I would really like to do it during Black History Month. And then she told me that <laughs> they said yes and they want to do something. And then, as usual, my mind got to going, oh, you can do this and you can do that. We need to do something like this or something like that. And, you know, I tend to take over sometimes. <laughs> When these things happen, you had but a vision. I backed away and let Trisha just handle this on her own. So, um, how did you decide like what to put in it? Because you there's a lot of stuff that could have gone in it, yeah, in the display. Oh, yeah. What did you like? Ultimately, again, I really focused on the information that. The original display that I saw for the university 150th anniversary, um, the things that they had in their display, I figured this is a university 150 years. They're going to display some important things. So I kind of mimicked my display from theirs. Um, and they had a lot of photos of their students. They had a lot of um, commencement and graduation information. They had yearbooks um, and then they had just different pictures of students throughout the years in one particular spot on campus. Um, so that's kind of where I got my idea of how I wanted to do the display. And the display was up the whole month of February uh, for, yes. for Black History Month. So now that Trisha had all this information and all these photos and documents and everything, she had our living room covered <laughs> with it all laid out um, for yeah. weeks. Yeah. Because it, it had to happen pretty quickly. pretty quickly. This was the first week in January when I actually contacted them and they contact, contacted me back later that week. So I really had about three weeks to narrow down exactly what I wanted to be in this display, how I was going to display it, um, because I was told that I would have... Um, a unit to be able to display everything, but I would have to supply everything else on how it would be displayed. Yeah, and 
it, it was pretty difficult because we didn't know what kind of display case they had. No. So we were trying to um, make sure we had enough materials to, because we didn't know how big these cases were. Right, because ultimately both parties said yes to this. Yep, and then my uh, original thought was how do we protect it mm-hmm. so people don't take any of the stuff with right. them. Or try to look at it closely and touch it and things like that. Yep, and so... That was that was my big thing. It was I kept asking, "Is this thing locked?" <laughs> yes. Um, because this is like this information is like uh, in the African American community in in town. Everybody Serious. knows the, and it's a small town, so everybody knows the school. Everybody there has a family member who went there, mm-hmm. and. If they saw anything with their family member's name on it or in their class or anything that they haven't seen before, I didn't want them to take it because they right. certainly may have. I mean, it could have happened. I'm not going to say would have. but No, it definitely could have happened. You just never know. Um, but I will say that in that regard, we didn't have any any concerns about that once we actually saw the displays. Yep. So... Um, so we, it was a big trip, um, mm-hmm. f- what, four hour drive yes. or so, um, taking everything and we did it in two different locations yes. in town. Um, so what were your thoughts? Like, you know, I know you were excited <laughs> was, leading up to, yeah. but like, I was kind of anxious w- leading up yeah, to it. When we got there, what were your, you know, thoughts? Um, my original thought was, how is this going to be received by the public? Because I made a conscious effort not to have my family a large part of it. Although it's from my family collection, I wanted it to represent the entire school. Um, in that way. So I wanted, you know, of course, I wanted it to be received very well. And I wanted, you know, people to be excited about this information. Um, I wanted it to be like a walk down memory lane, like I had been going through when I was going through that information in my garage. It was literally like a walk down memory lane. I remember seeing my grandmother's friends my parents' friends, you know, my teachers and things like that. So I wanted it to be a walk down memory lane when people saw the display. Yeah, and what I thought was pretty cool is um, while we were putting one of the displays up, a couple of people who work at the university there Mm -hmm. um, came over and looked at the display while we was there. They were... Um, did they? They didn't go. They had family members who went mm-hmm. there. They were right? because they, they were younger than you. Yeah, they were younger. They hadn't reached. But they high knew school. all those people. Yeah, no. They before integration, they had integrated before they went to high school. So they were very much aware of. They Branch knew, high. and so that it for them, they didn't attend that school, but they had family who did, and then of course they just knew everybody right and so it was cool watching them you know look, look at, at it, it and, and point out pictures and point out people and the teachers that they remember mm-hmm. um and they started telling stories and that's what i think 
we wanted yeah, it to be. That right? Was, so right. People can look back and remember. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. And that's why, um, I mean, I would feel honored if anyone asked me to do something like this any time of the year. But especially during Black History Month, I wanted the school that taught my parents and my grandmother and a whole community of generations of African-American students during a time in America when that was not a priority, teaching little black kids. Um, I wanted to make sure that, you know, that history was remembered and the school was celebrated and to let the community know that, you know, this school developed, you know, doctors and lawyers and, you know, government officials, military personnel, teachers, everything in the community. That was our foundation. And that's what I wanted to be remembered. So give people an idea of the types of um, things that you had uh, in the display. Okay. Um, I had information of obviously history about the school. Um, I had commencement programs, one dated back to um, 1932, and that's when my grandmother graduated. And I had them all the way up to the very last class, which was 1970, which is the my mother's class. Um, and then I had yearbooks. I had school pictures. I had graduation pictures. I had um, pictures of prom and basketball pictures, choir pictures. Um, just, you know, a little bit of everything that would go on in a high school. Um, as curricular activities, I had information about the principals and the faculty there. Um, just Really, honestly, a very broad spectrum of the school. And one of the things um, or a few other things that was in there was tying to the reunion, oh, the yeah. school reunion, which was held every other year. Right. Mm-hmm. So every two um, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So every two years until recently because, because of, of COVID, COVID yeah, and they, whatever. Yeah, they plan on having another one next year. But. Right, but there were some artifacts from mm-hmm. the, the reunion. Mm-hmm. There was a T-shirt, a from plastic the, mm-hmm. cup, I think a ticket or a program book a program or something book. like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So the, the history of the school, even though it was done in 70. Over 50 years ago. It continued to be you know, carried on the memory of that school mm-hmm. carried on. And with the last class aging Correct. at this point, you know, that, uh, you know, a lot of that stuff will be lost. Yes. You know, the knowledge, not the right. No, art, but the knowledge will be mm-hmm. lost pretty soon. So it's important to, you know, uh, educate the younger folks who have only kind of heard of mm-hmm. Branch just in hearing their older relatives talk about right. it. They can see it and go, oh, yeah, Branch, I've heard of that. My, you know, grandmother mm-hmm. went there. Right. Whatever the case may be. So I totally I, agree. I think that's, you know, that's interesting. It is because if you think about it, the school closed over 50 years ago and they started having um, by. They started having reunions every two years in 1988, which is a long time ago as well. Um, But they continue to have those reunions. And if it wasn't for COVID, they would have had one in 2020. Um, But that's just the 
how strong of ties that school has to the community and how much of a legacy that school has for that community. And that's why it was so important to be able to bring that information back to the community. And one of the old buildings is still standing today. It's not Mm -hmm. in work in order. Right. Um, No, but it's it's there. It's uninhabitable, but yes, it's still there. though. Yeah, it's being renovated. um, And I don't know the details about it, but I do know that it's being renovated. So in addition to the display, Trisha also had the opportunity to speak at um, Arkansas State University Newport campus um, Black History Month program. So <laughs> how was that? Talk about that. Because um, you, you've never <laughs> spoken in public before. No, I have like gone ever. to. No, I've gone to great details not to do that. I'm not. A You've public. never even given an Easter speech at church. I was the one who stood up there and didn't remember my speech. And I think so. that's hilarious, actually. <laughs> um, I yes, no, I I've never spoken in public like this before, and it was virtual. Um, so I, you know, I work in a medical lab, so I don't have to use Zoom and things of that nature on a regular basis. Even though we've been dealing with COVID issues and everything's virtual. Um, So I was very nervous. I was very anxious. I had to write a speech. Um, I had, it was just a lot. And I ultimately knew that this was something that I, you know, had to do because I wanted to be able to share my story, my research journey, um, how I, you know, was able to obtain all this information, why it was so important to do it during Black History Month, um, my ties, my family ties to this school. Um, so I wanted to be able to share that. So I put my nerves aside and I did it. And I think it went over very well. Um, I was super excited to be able to answer people's questions about the displays, the information about the school, um, my, you know, family information, my research information, and just some typical genealogy questions for beginners was asked as well. So, and as usual, I was the tech in her, um, <laughs> as always, and I was the tech in her um, project, but so I was able to help her, you know, do the whole, um, you know, Zoom thing and uh, help her get her PowerPoint slot yes. together and, and, you know, and everything like that. But she did do a good job, especially for a first timer who's never, you know, spoken in front of people before. Um, I think if it was in person, she probably would have passed out. <laughs> but with it being at home and, you know, in the comfort of our home, that it made it you know, better. So (laughs) I don't know if she's ever going to speak in public to people again. I don't know. I think it's funny. I've been talking in front of crowds for ever. Nobody is shocked by that. um, So it's like nothing for me, but I still get nervous when I talk to people, but, but, but anyway, a lot of people do. It was really, it was a really good experience and I'm so glad that I did it. And I'm so thankful that they asked me to do it um, because when I started this journey over 10 years ago, of course, I had no idea 
that any of this would happen. Um, but throughout this journey and throughout the podcast and my blog and everything, I've always said that my research is not just about me and my family. It's also about our community and our community includes WF branch. So there's no way that I could not have done it. Yeah, I think it was all good. So, so we got through the month of February um, and I went and picked up all of her materials because Trisha had a, a prior engagement, but I went and picked it up, picked up all of the um, artifacts, the displays and everything. And, the people were just so appreciative and happy um, with the display. They had a lot of people come in and look at it. They want to work with Trisha in the future. Um, so, Trisha, if you want to just kind of talk about the people you worked with and kind of, you know, give your appreciation, mm-hmm. you know, of them and how they helped you. Yes, um, I worked with the um, Jackson County Historical Society. Um, and they were able to get me an, a place um, within the center of town um, at the Economic Development Center. Which you worked with them in the past on a few other yes. things. So that happens to so be. So you have yeah, a little bit of a history be, with them. Yeah. And I happen to have done branch history with them previously. So that kind of just worked out. Um, and their team there was great. They were able to get me um, some displays and secure them. And they have... Um, decided to get a sign up sheet um for people who to sign in so I could see cuz I don't live there but that way I could see you know who all came and of course when I saw the sheet I recognized most of the names um so that was really exciting and I'm very thankful for them yep I took co- uh cookies to them yes. and they loved them they jumped on those cookies <laughs> They jumped on those cookies right away. Um, so, yes. I'm it was very, after lunchtime. So, was, maybe they wanted oh, yeah, something sweet. Yeah. Um, so, they, I'm very appreciative. And they um, welcomed me with open arms. And it was all just really great working with them. And then I also worked with the Arkansas State University Newport Librarian. Um, her name is Debbie. And she is super sweet. She's so nice. Um, she was able to help us. Um, make sure everything was secure in the display. Um, and also um, Ike Wheeler, um, it was the one who recommended me to um, speak at the Arkansas State University Newport um, Black History Celebration. And he, when I say, is a phenomenal person. He is just great. And he has his own genealogy story that hopefully someday we'll all read about. Um, but I'm just thankful for everybody because I don't know any of these people and they trusted me to be able to deliver on everything that I said I would. So I'm very thankful. Yeah. I mean, it was a good experience even for me, even though I was just kind of in the background for a lot of it. Um, and I got involved when it was time to work on tech and design something, but, um, um, but yeah, it was, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and I think one of the things we want to do, uh, is encourage you is to number one get into those old homes oh, yeah. that you still have access Basements, to attics and no one's living there or you know whatever and start getting all of the photos documents whatever you got just don't throw that stuff away go through it take your time and go through it and keep all the stuff that's important to yes. you, your family, and 
um, the community. Mm-hmm. So that's important. Definitely do People that. People have reached out to me since then that live in Newport um, who are my age or younger. And they say, well, you know, I have this from my parents and I don't want it. Would you like it? Um, so I have a, a collection growing. I just have to go get it. Um, but that's something that is important. And then if you have um, materials that you've already accumulated from, you know, your parents' home or grandparents or whatever it is, and you want to do something like this, I think we would encourage you to just call somebody. You know, um, you got local historical societies. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's not a Black History Month display, but what if you are able to go to one of their monthly meetings with some of your materials uh-huh. and you speak about your information? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just never know you just never know you Um, have to ask the question or put it on social media and you know start a family facebook page or there's a lot of different things that you can do with it a lot i mean for example if you were a baseball coach for 25 years and you have all of this all these pictures of all the different teams that you you know coached throughout the years that would be a great summer display about baseball i mean you could just it doesn't have to be a school it doesn't have to be a church it could be whatever you have and just think about just think about this okay you know we're family researchers and we go and we look for information online and everything so let's just say you take your example of baseball team Mm -hmm. let's just say one of the teams is you know we did the team photos and if it had all the names of all the players at the bottom, right? And somebody ran across it and saw their family member's name, and now all of a sudden they know where their family member was in that year, and they can go back and maybe it'll help them narrow down their research. So, right? It it may seem just you know you're just putting a picture online or something, right? But you never know you just who don't. is looking for that information and who's so. not necessarily looking for that information and runs across it. Maybe they're not a family historian and they just see, oh, my grandmother, you know, did X Y Z. I had no idea she did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, we would just encourage you to do some of these same things. And I mean, you don't have to, but uh, if you want to. You know, just step out on faith, make a phone call. You could get turned down and you may not. Just make another phone call. You just never know who will say yes. Yeah. So. um, So I think that's probably it for this episode. Good job, Trisha. Thank you. I think uh, what we'll do is down in the bottom of this uh, uh, this episode in the description box, I'll put a link to uh, Trisha's blog when she wrote about this. If you want to read more. Um, about this display um she has some pictures and stuff that you can look at um and all of our social media information will be down there as well so uh, follow us on social media and uh, i think we'll just call it an episode right? all right thanks you guys right, y'all take care